0: Welcome to episode 350 of Live Happy Now. The chaos of the world around us is creating an uptick in anxiety, depression, and an overall sense of dis-ease. But today's guest says we can find peace even in the midst of chaotic times. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I am talking to acclaimed speaker and author Udo Erasmus, who has impacted the lives of millions with his teachings on health, peace, nature, and human nature. He has combined his master's degree in counseling with an extensive education in biology, nutrition, and genetics to discover a deeper understanding of the human condition and how each of us can create a foundation of peace and harmony to discover better mental and physical health. Let's start learning. Udo, welcome to Live Happy Now.
1: Hi, I'm glad, glad I get to do this.
0: I'm very glad to talk to you. But what we want to really talk about today is all the change and the uncertainty that's going on. And obviously, psychologically, that is creating so much unease and and disruptions. Mm -hmm. So can you explain to us why we find change so difficult?
1: Well, we don't find change difficult. What we find difficult is when the change goes faster than we can comfortably handle it.
0: And right now that's happening.
1: Because, yeah, because everything on the outside is always changing, right? Right. Everything, mm-hmm. the sun shines, and then it goes down, and then it comes up again, and then it goes across, and then it goes down, change. You know, the wind blows, everything bends, right? Sure. So, so we live everything on the outside. Its surface is changing, starting and ending, and the rate of change depends on what it is. Nature's changes are e- more easily manageable. Than the mental changes that we're used to having to deal with these days. And so, change is always, we're always dealing with change on the outside. And what, we, what most people don't know or at least don't give enough energy to is that in the core of our own existence is the only thing that doesn't change. Now, we've been misled because I know there's a guy who said, a president who said, <laughs> The only constant is change. Everything is always changing. That's not true. Everything that can change will, that's true. But there is something that never changes because it can't, and that is called peace. And that is the foundation of our existence, and we can tap into it by going deeper inside than our mind and our emotions. And that same peace is also the container within the entire universe unfolds.
0: So right now, a lot of people are having trouble finding that peace. It's it's hard Mm -hmm. for us to settle our minds enough. I I hear people talking about, I cannot meditate right now. There's so much noise and so many distractions and so much uncertainty, and they have Mm -hmm. trouble finding that stillness. So how do we go about finding peace in the midst of all this chaos around us.
1: Right. Okay, so when you can't find the peace within you, it's because you're in your head, in your thinking, in, you know, trying to trying to because it comes from the outside. You you absorb it and then you process it and you have to process it and you have to give that some time. But remember at the same time that you're processing and having a hard time with it. Remember at the same time the peace that is the core of your being, is not affected. Not affected by any change, ever. It is still there. So if you're not fascinated by the change, as much as you're fascinated by peace, it'll be easier to get to the peace. The reason why we get caught up in it is because we're fascinated by it. And a lot of what we're fascinated by is actually not
0: real. What is it? What is it that's drawing our attention away? Is it because of the noise, the social media, the news? The
1: the reason why our senses are attracted to change on the outside, and that's a, a biological survival mechanism. We're all made like that because the moment something changes, whether it's visual or auditory or feeling, we have to assess it. Is this friend? In which case, we embrace it. Is this foe in which case we either run or fight or is this irrelevant in which case we ignore it? But the moment something changes we have to make that assessment. So we're drawn out to change and whether that's change on the on the on the idiot box on the, on the television or whether it's change in the outside environment, we are made to do that because we have to do that for survival, okay? But most of the changes that we're tripping on, or a lot of the changes we're tripping on, are just human-created. You know, somebody wants to get your attention to just do something like that, right? If I'm in the room, if I'm in, in a room, and I I have an audience in front of me and behind me, the door opens, I instantly lose my audience. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature. Change attracts us, so we have to make maybe look a little bit harder than we used to have to to see whether the change that we're attracted to, whether it's actually relevant, one of the easiest ways to do that turn off your television because they do they get your attention because they want to get your attention because they're trying to sell you something. Turn it off. I did that when, when it got really crazy. I turned it off and I'm sitting in my living room. It's like, oh my God, it is so peaceful in my house, <laughs> right? But it, but I turned on the television, so I actually created the noise box.
0: Now let me ask you because I'm a huge proponent of shutting off the news. And drowning out some of that noise, there are people who say yes, but then you're going to be uninformed. You're not going to know what you need to know is going on. So, what would you say to them about well, how how they balance that?
1: I, I, I would say that first of all, I, I would say first of all, that it's change because they want to get your attention, and most of what they tell you, you don't need to know. The idea of finding ways to get your attention is has an agenda. That doesn't serve you and certainly doesn't serve your peace, but that serves some other agenda that they have that they don't even necessarily tell you. So what I did, I I, you know, I used to be an avid news watcher because I was always thinking, is there anything that isn't covered by how I understand peace? So for me it was a it was kind of like a project. And I've never found anything that is not made better by a little more peacefulness or a little bit more of the unconditional love that life has for your body. So we are, in our essence, we are actually unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And that love is omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient in our body. And it runs everything even though it weighs nothing. I like that experience more than the experience of getting scattered and getting chaotized (laughs) by all all the manufactured change that people keep pushing in front of me. So I yeah. have a place and I make it a practice every day. I take time to shut off my distractions, to turn off my televisions, to, to turn off my noise gadgets, my phones. So I have one lying on, on the couch. You know, I just disconnected the battery so it doesn't disturb what we're doing right now. Yeah. I can do that, but I can do that when I'm not talking to you,
0: too. Yes. Let me ask you. Let's talk about this for a second, because if people are used to being distracted and used to having that noise, it can be very intimidating to suddenly go quiet. So, if someone decides, all right, I'm Mm -hmm. going to unplug, what are some of the steps? What what are the next steps then that they need to take?
1: If they're used to distraction, yes, we are addicted to change, and we're addicted to doing things, and we're addicted to thinking. And then if you sit down for a minute and You're not thinking at all, or you're trying to sit really still and, you know, close your eyes, take, let off, leave everything outside, outside, and just be present in the space your body occupies. And what does it feel like? That's hard. And then people say, oh, that's boring. Yeah, well, then I say to them, fall in love with boredom because (laughs) you're on the right track. And notice how much peace there is in your boredom. You say you want peace and you can't get any peace. The peace is in your boredom. And you're on the right track because you're going deeper into your being, and you're out, of the, you're out of the distractions, but you're not quite into the inner light and the inner sound and the inner contentment, inner love that is a little deeper than that. So you're on the right track because you're already, you've already distanced yourself from the crazy world of change. But we're addicted to it because we're so used to it, mm-hmm. and, and it takes time. To sit still and do nothing, get really quiet. See how quiet you can become. And then see how deep you can go into that quietness. And then see how long can you stay there. And while you're doing that, slow down your breathing. Make it calmer, lighter, and just experience what that feels like. What do you see inside? What do you hear inside? What do you feel inside? And when, you do, and when you get good at doing that, you discover that everything that you look for in the world, all your fulfillments, and all of your hopes and dreams, you're actually trying to get to that place inside. And you're chasing it on the outside. And that's why you don't find it there. Because it's not on the outside. For every human being, we came into the world loaded with it. It's within us. Our wholeness and our feeling loved and our feeling cared for and our peace are a part of our nature built into us.
0: And that's fascinating because not everyone feels like they've had that. And you you know, you were a child of war. You came yeah. into the world under duress and not under peaceful situations, so you understand this better than anyone that there are a yeah, lot I, of people who feel like they are have never had peace in their lives.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe some people need a war before they take peace seriously. But even if you're not born in a war, The discontent, the the ache in the heart that comes from unfavorable changes, right? Somebody dumps you or your grandmother dies or you have an agreement with someone and and they break the agreement, you know, and you, you feel let down, you feel disappointed, you feel grief, you feel sadness, you feel loneliness, you feel blues. All feelings we feel in our chest and that feeling is actually our heart Calling our awareness to come back home to life because we were there when we were in our mother's womb, I call it the Buddha tank right when you're when when you're in the Buddha tank before you're born, there's no place to go, nothing to do. everything's taken care of, and it's safe relatively so where's your focus of awareness? Well, it, it didn't have any place to go. you had no language, you had no culture, you were just like a little biological being floating in the tank and the body was getting built, you weren't building it. You were not responsible for anything. And so your awareness or your focus was at rest inside, in its source, in life, and behind that in awareness. And and you were whole, enlightened, you know, filled with light, lit up from within, in peace, in unconditional love. And then when you were born, Then you had to get to know the world, your senses took you out, you got disconnected from inside and that's where heartache began. That's where that feeling, that uncomfortable feeling in your chest began. It's always there then we distract ourselves from it because we don't like it or we deny it or we try to explain it away or we ignore it or we blame it on somebody. And what I say is now when you feel that, you know, when you feel like when, when, when your heart aches, That's a really good time to sit down and be completely still and just feel it. Don't judge it. Be with it. Accept it. Acknowledge it. Maybe even embrace it because it's the greatest gift. Heartache is the greatest gift you've been given other than being alive because it's your call to come home. Heed the call. By sitting in it and this far behind it, like less than a hair's breadth behind, your whole your your blues or your loneliness or your your heartache. This far, less than a hair's breadth behind it, is your wholeness. You can't skate around that heartache. You actually gotta drop through it into your wholeness. And then you're back in that place where you were before you were born. And that's the exalted state that all the masters talked about, Buddha and Christ and Krishna and all of those guys, they all talked about a stillness practice and becoming present, the kingdom of heaven is within you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the master lives in that kingdom. The master is actually life, energy is the master. And that is also Christ and that is also solar energy because we are solar solar energy gadgets. And that energy comes through green plants. We eat the plants. The solar energy is stored in the bonds between atoms and molecules. We break down those molecules in our cells that energy is released, and that's our life energy. And that energy, when we experience it by going into that energy within us, is the master experience. The experience, the direct, personal, internal experience of life energy. And like I said, you can can see it, you can hear it, you can feel it. So you say, in, in your darkness, there is light, and you are that light, And that light is the master. In your silence, there is a sound, the sound of silence. And in your emptiness, there's love. You are deep enough. You experience some calmness. You're whole. There's nothing you need to do. We have all of that that we think we need to be be getting somewhere. We have all that within us already. I would say thank God because if we lost it, if it wasn't always with us, We'd probably misplace it. You know, oh, where did I put my glasses? Where did I put my peace? Oh, my God. I gotta find it. <laughs> no, it's already within you. And you only always have to bring your time inside. No, you have things you've got to deal with in crazy times. And that's, that's important. But you also, it's also important that you take the other side. The confusion, the chaos, and the peace live within us at the same time. And if we understand that and we get good at negotiating between the clutter and the, and the peace, then we can literally go wherever we need to go at will, anytime we want to. But that takes practice. And we tend to go out into the world every day automatically through our senses. Coming back has to be deliberate. And we don't tend to deliberately do that. Right. And that's why we're good at going out and getting caught up in all the craziness and not very good at going in and staying in the peace in the midst of that craziness.
0: Yeah. And and I think something I hear over and over right now is people are looking for that calm and peace, but as you yeah. said, they're not able to really take that time. They're not willing to take that time. And yeah. so much of this is related, as you've said, to past trauma and unresolved emotions. But another mm-hmm. thing we see going on is fear, and that's the mm-hmm. fear of what's coming and the division that's, that's happening right now, and yeah, just a huge tidal wave of fear is going on. So right. so what do we do to manage those feelings as well?
1: Not, not different. The peace that's is still within news. you. Even if you, you know, the, the, the most important thing is to understand the peace will always be peace within you. It will never be affected by anything going on in your world. The unconditional love that life has for your body will always be unconditional love that life has for your body, independent of whatever's going on. And when it comes to dramas and traumas and all of the things that we, you know, that and and everybody has a long list of those. There's not a kid who wasn't traumatized in one way or another because there are no perfect parents, no perfect children and no perfect situations. So we all have that to deal with. And, and how do we deal with it? One is we think it through, we maybe maybe made decisions that aren't working for us anymore when we had trauma, and then we got caught up in the trauma, and then we play it to ourselves over and over again. Maybe the trauma happened happened once, but we recreated it a thousand times, right? Mm -hmm. So, we have to deal with what that was, and we may need to learn some things about how to avoid it and how to deal with it and all of that. But ultimately, we want to go back to the peace and the love and relearn or refocus to be able to live for life instead of always living for the memory of a trauma.
0: Yeah. And that's a huge step for someone to be able to do it's, that. And Yeah. It's, and it's, and not,
1: it's-, it's not easy, but it's possible. Right. The first thing is you got to know that that light and that peace are within you. The second one is, do you want that? And there's, I th- that's really, I think, the big question. And do you want that more than you want all that other stuff? Because t- your focus is going to go to what you like the most. If you like change the most and you like adventure the most and you like chaos the most, and now then it goes too fast, but you're, you're addicted to change and to always being monitoring change and turning off the television set. It's the very easy thing to do physically. It's not so easy <laughs> to do mentally, right? And so what does it take to fall in love? You know, if you spend time and you practice, you discover you are magnificent in your nature, even if you got warts on your nose and hairs on those warts. <laughs> you are absolutely beautiful, absolutely magnificent. The idea that dust and water and a little bit of air and a little bit of solar energy can mix up together in this way for you to have the human experience with all its dramas and all its traumas and all its feelings and moods and, and, and thoughts and creativities and beauties and uglinesses. You know, that dust and water and air and solar energy can have that experience. What an incredible gift. You know, because water by itself can't have that experience, and right. dust can't, and air can't, and solar energy can't, but all put together the way you've been put together through a whole biology that took billions of years to put together, you get to have the human experience. So there's a, a, a reframing that we can do, and, but the more important thing is that we know no matter what is going on, there is a peace that is available to us, that is accessible if we learn how to access it. It's worthwhile to learn how to access it because the world you live in is created by wherever your focus goes. So if you're, if you're, if you're living from peace, you live and create a peaceful world. If you're living from anger, you're going to create enemies where there aren't even any because you know anger requires an enemy. Sure and you create and then you create a world of enemies if you're fearful then you see you look for danger and if there isn't any you you'll imagine some danger into being and then you'll live by hiding or whatever it is that you do with fear right but you could we could live in heaven on earth if we actually did the homework to come back home to ourselves on a regular basis and then dragged that beauty and that Peace and that love into what we do in the world, and we would create. A, we create a world out of that. Why we have so much craziness going on is because we haven't done that for two hundred thousand years.
0: How big a role does having a support system play in this? How important is that, and how do you create one?
1: Oh, well, that's a double-edged. That's a double-edged sword. The support system, because when you're leaning on the support system, then you 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 keep accepting and promoting and going along with stuff that is absolutely destructive. But if you can stand on your own feet, you have that peace within you, whether anybody agrees with you or not, whether you have any support for it or not, the support you have is that there's a hunger, there's a pain, there's, a, there's something inside, like, I need I need that. And that power of you needing that, your need, you know, it's kind of like when you're thirsty, how, how? What kind of a support group do you need in order to <laughs> pour yourself a glass of water? You
0: just need oh, the water. You don't water. need a
1: support group, but you need some water, right? And, and when it comes to peace and in and, and, and chaos, you, know, you don't need somebody else to give you the peace because they can't. This one it doesn't come from the outside. Water comes from the outside. This one doesn't come from the outside. This one is already on, on the inside. You already have it. It's only a shift of focus of awareness. That is required. And and the ache, that's why the ache is such an important, that's why it's such a gift. Because if we didn't have the ache for it, we would get lost, and we would never find our way back to the peace that is in us. So this is a huge gift. The greatest gift we have, other than being alive, is when your heart aches, is when you feel the need. But we don't get it explained, so probably the best part of this, this particular episode is I'm reframing it for you. Greatest gift, calling you home to yourself, where your magnificence, where your awesomeness, where your li- life and where your peace live.
0: That's really beautiful, Udo. You have given us so much to think about, and you're talk about change. You're changing the way we think <laughs> hmm. about our own traumas, and that's right. that is but, really that truly is a gift. Right,
1: but but not just changing the way to think, but then doing the homework to sit and relax into it, and let go into it. This is not a doing. This is an undoing. You know, the thing everybody says, well, how do I do that? Well, if you want to go to being, which is the foundation, because you can be without doing, but you can't do without being. So this is the foundation. You have to undo. You have to stop doing. And that's hard for us because we're addicted to doing. So sit through the addiction until you find your home. I love it. You know, it's not easy, and I'm not I'm not trying to make light of of the difficulty people are having. But it's possible.
0: That was Udo Erasmus talking about finding peace in chaotic times. If you'd like to learn more about Udo and his teachings, or follow him on social media, visit our website at LiveHappy.com and click on the podcast tab. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.